Welcome back to the latest episode of Sports Luck, where Alex is sad because the Rays lost, and he doesn't care that Maryland's currently losing by two touchdowns, and they're probably going to lose by a lot more. With that being said, we have Noah and Jason on tonight. Mike is not here. We will be getting into that first thing that I talked about, the World Series, in just a second. We will be talking a little bit of college football, some recent events that have happened uh, in in that. Uh, the NFL, obviously, we're going to do picks at the end of the episode, which Noah is going to lead as usual. Um, trying to think of what else. A uh, little bit of NBA talk, some NHL talk, a little bit of MLS talk. But let's start off with talking about the thing I guess that I'm most uh, associated with, or the thing that I cared about most in the last week, which of course is the World Series. Um, uh, as we all know, Jason's uh, favorite team in the nation, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, of course, that he's a diehard fan. They have won their first World Series title since 1988. And uh, Jason, on the back of that, how are you feeling about this momentous win for your team? Um, I mean, the Dodgers Massive. are not my team. No, dude, dude, you're a big Dodgers fan. We all know. Probably a Lakers team, fan as well. Yeah, Loves Lakers. Jay, yo, Jay, so, a diehard okay, if, if I'm if I'm rooting for an LA basketball team, it's definitely the Clippers over the Lakers. But, oh man, of course it'd but, be the Clippers. But no, I'm. He's a I'm big Steve Ballmer fan. He loves Microsoft. <laughs> I'm using all Apple products. He loves uh, big monopolies. Who, who, Donald Sterling? Um, Is it Jason a Donald Sterling oh, fan? Yeah, Confirmed. No, I, <laughs> okay. Good old Donald back on, Sterling. Back on topic. I, okay, sorry. I was rooting for the Dodgers, and I'm happy they won because, you know, I don't like the Rays. So, yeah. And I yeah. like to, and it's funny <laughs> yeah. to see It's funny to see Alex in his misery. So. Yeah, go Dodgers for the series. Well, I'm, I got to see you guys in your misery two series ago, so I guess we're even now. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. I mean, yeah. you, you got to the World Series, but I almost feel like the pain is worse of losing the oh, World Series. Oh, no, the pain is significantly worse. The, trust me. I And I, I said this before, I tell this to you guys. I've cried several times during this postseason, including several times in the World Series and after game six. Uh, I guess and, that and Can we give a big screw you to Noah, though? Why? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Noah – so Noah picked the Rays to win the World Series. And then based on, for those that haven't seen, Noah's betting game hasn't been that great in the last couple – With baseball. With baseball. Football yeah, with good. baseball. He's, I think, one – he's now like one in three or one in four in picking teams. So one in it's seven. Okay, so sorry, one in seven in baseball. So basically – any time that he picks a team, it's almost guaranteed that the other team is going to win. So he jinxed his own World Series pick and then proceeded to anger me more by picking the Rays in the last two games. But I don't understand your thought process on that. Like, like why are you going against your World Series pick? That seems counterintuitive. It's, it's a win-win. Either I uh, have something to hold over you for the rest of your life with us saying I ruined the Rays, or if the Rays win, I win a little bit of a chunk of change. I mean, I guess. I mean, I mean, you already know how I feel about Philly sports now after you did that, which is um, – especially with the Eagles, I, I want nothing but bad things to happen to that team now. <laughs> I want only the worst things. <laughs> I wish the best for every organization. I hope everything except, goes well. Except no for the Rays, apparently, because you but hate life and you hate fun. heartbreaking for the Rays to lose the way they lost. Yeah, it was coming so, out of the game. Yeah, so, so the way that I feel about that, and um, this, this leads me back to because I talked about this with Noah earlier today. 
people were criticizing the heck out of out of um, uh, Dave Roberts after the decision that he made in Game Five of the 2019 ALDS, having uh, Clayton Kershaw pitch in the eighth inning against um, uh, basically the heart of the Washington Nationals lineup, and then giving up the home run to Juan Soto instead of going with the surefire pick, which was having Adam Kolarik pitch against Soto, who had been um, who he had gotten out all three pr- times that, that they had previously faced each other in the playoffs or in that series. And he was criticized h- heavily for that move. And also because of the fact that Kershaw hasn't really performed that well in the postseason. Obviously, he's changed the, 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 the narrative and script of that this postseason. But Dave Roberts did not look good and was very much on the hot seat this year. Uh, if you can even think that is a possibility of him being on the hot seat. But he's now on the positive end of a bad managerial move. Kevin Cash, I, I tend to trust Kevin Cash a lot. I was fine with him taking out Snell because I know of Snell's troubles and through the third time in the order. The problem was the guy that he went to. Nick Anderson is not the guy that you go to in that situation, him having given up runs in his last six postseason appearances. The guy that you go to in that situation is someone else. Going with a guy like Is uh, first of all, his name is Fernando Rodney. Second of all, he's not on the Rays anymore. He was on the Rays for a season back is in. He's 20- still in baseball. What? Yeah, yeah, he's still in baseball, but he's not on the Rays. He was on the Rays in like 2010, tw- or like 2011 or 2012. Did he uh, win just- like? A- did he win like AL Reliever of the Year or something? Yeah, yeah, he had like the best ERA for a reliever in a season, and then no, I think that was 2013. But I digress, or I forget what year it was, but it was it was some time ago. So you go like a guy getting like Aaron Lupin who is a lefty, who I feel like has similar stuff to what Snell has. I like that move. If you go to him directly, going lefty to lefty, even if you went to Shane McClanahan, who I know was a rookie and literally just started in his first couple playoff games, he's a lefty and lefties tend to, their, their ball tends to move when they throw it. Plus he throws 101. Or you go to someone like Diego Castillo who can stretch it out a few innings. I don't know if he had pitched in game five. I don't recall, but like you go to a guy like him who can pitch for a few innings and kind of get things going. But Anderson was not the right move in that situation. And that's the thing that, that's the thing that I was most angry about. Again, I'm fine. Like I trust Snell. I I don't like the fact that he did that because I feel like it's going to be trust issues for Snell and it's going to create problems within the entire, uh, you know, like the entire team chemistry and locker room and all of that stuff. But the move itself I'm fine with. It's just the, the the aftermath of the move, the pitcher that he decided to pick instead of it, I didn't agree with. In the regular season, you I, I agree with it. In this situation, no. What was the stat with him? Like he, it was like seven straight games he let yeah. out a run or something. Yeah, seven straight games. Do you think though he was like trying to play the odds? Like maybe the streak would be broken. No, that's in game stupid. Six of the World Series. No, no, that's stupid. You don't play the odds in the. You don't say, "Oh, I'm going to play the odds in the World Series and see what happens," because you give the Dodgers just a sliver of lights, a sliver of hope, and they'll come in and they'll destroy you. And that's exactly what happened. They came in and they destroyed the Rays. I mean, not really destroyed them, but they they got those two necessary runs in order to take the lead and then end up winning the game. That's oh. all that they need. But analytics. I am going to disagree wholeheartedly, just like most of the population will, uh, with the fact that Snell should have been taken out. No, 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 no. I was fine with it. Like, like I would have preferred him to stay in 
It's just the move I was fine with if they would have taken another guy in. As it was, I didn't like I'm with most people when I said I think that was the horrible move that for that taking him out, I think probably cost him the World Series. I think he had like one of the greatest pitching performances ever, people were saying in a World Series game. I didn't go six innings. The the Dodgers were not as confident against him. Uh the Dodgers were like cheering and clapping and the fans were when they took him out. Like that shifted the entire game and maybe the entire series. I mean he was Dealing. He was pitching the game of his life. His pitch count was not high. It was like 75 or something. He could have gone longer. He had struck out swinging the, the top three batters in the Dodger lineup that night. Betts, uh, Seager, and Turner struck him out swinging each twice in the, in the game. So they were losing confidence. I think Betts, who was the next batter up, was over five against him in the series with four strikeouts. He was dealing. You stick to your guns. You lost the team when you did that. You didn't just give the Dodgers an advantage. You lost the team. And, as you said, you went to Nick Anderson, who set a playoff record for allowing runs in seven straight playoff appearances. Yeah, again, I agree. Like, I agree with you that they should have let him stay in. I feel like he should have went at least seven. I think he had the ability I to go with that. I thought he could have gone seven, too. Yeah. yeah, but my thing is that – the re- so what I'm trying to say is, is that in that situation – him taking him out, I was fine with it if they brought in another reliever. Otherwise, I'm in the same place as you where I didn't agree with it. If they would have brought in someone I else. I think, I think you let him pitch pretty much no matter what in that spot. Well, again, like, I again, I agree, but I'm saying, like, in terms of what he did, I'm agreeing with Cash only if he brings in another reliever which he did not bring in another reliever. So we're not agreeing, though, because I'm saying you said you would have been fine with bringing someone else, and I'm saying, no, I don't care who you're bringing in. And bringing in Anderson was bad, but I would have kept Snell in no matter what. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like, the main purpose of it is that I also think that he would have went – like, like he was dealing you don't take him out in that situation. Like, I agree you know with what? you on that. I've said this to you guys before, though. I don't – I blame Kevin Cash a lot. But he's a puppet. That's what most managers are these days. The analytic nerds run the team, and they say, Cash, don't deviate from this. Go with his numbers. This is what we're going to do. I mean, that's, it's true. No, that's I what agree. These analytic guys never show their faces or have to talk to the media, so we don't get their explanations. But anyway, let's move on from there, I guess, to talking about the, the Dodgers celebration with Justin Turner and the whole COVID. Thing. Yeah, that was not good. I, I understand Jason has opinions on that, but yeah. So obviously the Dodgers won the world series, Justin Turner, who had tested, I think it was, it was not, it was an inconclusive test from Monday uh, about whether he had gotten COVID or not. It was inconclusive at the time. And then on Tuesday, they let him play the game up until the fact of when I think it was the ninth inning when they found out or whenever it was, maybe it was the fifth inning that he had COVID and they took him out for the rest of the game after that. Um, I think in that sort of instance, you don't let him play in the game straight up because you wait until the results come out. And then if it's negative, then he can like, he can get subbed in as a pinch hitter. Like you put Kike Hernandez in at third base, which he does fine. Also, Maryland just scored a touchdown. It's 38, 27 now with 13 minutes left in terms of when we're recording this, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just updating the people for those that actually care about Maryland football, which is like no one, but like you kind of like the race shut up. No, you in that, in that instance, you let Kike play third base, 
let him play until you find out 100% whether it's negative or positive. Then as soon as that happens, you sub Turner directly into the game. But I think that allowing him to play was a detriment to that because I just found out that one of the wives on the Rays team tested positive or the wives on the Rays tested positive or one of the wives of the Rays players tested positive. They took home, they took a separate bus back. I don't know if they interacted or what happened, but now that's two people within this supposed playoff bubble that have tested positive. No, do you want to comment or you want me to go? I have nothing to say about this, to be honest. I'm just saying if the person, you think he has COVID, probably should have held him out. It happened. They didn't. It took him out. Baseball was weird. Uh, the whole thing is weird. The Dodgers won the World Series. As long as no one dies, who cares? That is true. That is true. As long as no one dies. Or gets seriously ill like like Raquel Armstead, All right. former well, Temple player. But yeah. All right. Wait, wait, wait he's seriously ill? They see he's been hospitalized twice. From from COVID? From COVID, yeah. Oh geez, I didn't know that. Yo, shout out to he's, he's he's gonna make he's out for the season. Oh he's god. Expected to make a full recovery. But like that's the things you don't want to happen. It can happen. So it's gotta be is, is his career costume. sorry to sorry to cut you off, Jason. Is 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 his career donezo? No, no, no. He's no, he'll he should be back next year. Jesus, that's terrible. Well, prayers out to uh, to Raquel for a full recovery. Jason, what were you going to say about the Dodgers? Sorry to cut you off. You're good. Um, all right. Also, I want to give my thoughts on this whole COVID mess. Yeah. Um, basically, I think that MLB is not getting more of the criticism is on the Dodgers and Turner himself than it is on MLB. I think MLB deserves criticism too because apparently they were supposed to be getting back these tests pretty quick. And Tuesday was an off day for them when they took this test. And then they don't they don't know till the middle of the game that he tested positive. For yeah, COVID-19. that's not good. That's like, not good. Over 24 hours later. Like, uh, like so that's not a good, great look for MLB that they couldn't get the test turned around that fast because, you know, imagine if this had happened to more people in the playoffs. You could have been exposing a lot more people, a lot more players. So not a great look for MLB. But with regards to Turner and the Dodgers, apparently security or something tried to – apparently he, like he left the field or something, and then he went – I don't know if he went back to the hotel or he just went like into a secure area of the stadium once he got pulled from the game. But he got pulled from the game. And then I guess when the Dodgers were celebrating, he made his way into the dugout and was wearing a mask. But and, and he was trying to get on the field, and security was like asking him to not. What is he like, Kevin was, Hart when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, but, know. Or, but, but he, he's like, no, I want to go out there. And they, I guess they couldn't really stop him, or they didn't really stop him. And he went out on the field and he celebrated. And uh, he was like, I think he was like interacting with some people. He might have been hugging some people. I'm not sure. Uh, but he definitely was around people. He had his mask off at times, at least for photos. I don't know if he was wearing it besides when he wasn't taking photos. So yeah, that's not a great look. I'm not going to disagree that it's not a, that it's a good luck. It's not, it's a bad luck. That being said, if Turner wanted to be out there, uh, well, obviously he wanted to be out there. If I was in his spot, (laughs) it was stupid what he did, but I can't say I would have done I would have just stayed aside either. I can't, because imagine it's your one time in your life 
you get that to you win get a to World suffer. Series. Yeah. You want to go out there on the field with your teammates, and you're just going to be like, screw it. If I get fined, whatever, I'm going out there to celebrate with my teammates. And apparently none of his teammates had an issue. They wanted him out there. They were, like, surrounding him. They, were, they wanted him in the pictures. He, I, I mean, if they didn't have a problem with him and Dave Roberts didn't have a problem with him out there, I think that you just let it go. And, yeah, it's stupid. And maybe they're all being a little bit stupid. But if they want to be stupid together, the season's over. I mean, <laughs> the season's over. It's been a crazy year, a crazy baseball season. I think you just you go for it and you deal with the consequences. I'm like, yeah. Jazz, Rudy Gobert. Oh, well, that was just stupid because he, he <laughs> like, that was like karma. He asked for that. I do want to say, yeah. so. Yeah, I, I agree with Jason. It's more of a bad look on the Dodgers because they were like, oh, well, like, we tried to tell him to stop, but, like, we couldn't prevent him. And I'm but like, you Dodgers could. The Dodgers didn't care that he was out there, though. Yeah, I was going to say, like, 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 like there's – They're like, yeah, get out here, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they very much have sounded like, yeah, no, like, like, we didn't want him to be out there. But in all reality, they were like, dude, like – you won the World Series. Let's go party. But Alex, what happens if it's like 76-year-old Tony La Russa, though, that's out there? Then do you worry, though? Because, like, he's not a young guy. Yeah, he's because he's 76. But well, like, Maybe the situation changes them. But apparently, I guess the Dodgers all felt comfortable enough with him out there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm and Like I said, I don't, I don't blame it. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't blame him, but I just hope that no, like, I hope yeah. that there's no, like, crazy complications. Like I said, it him. was dumb, which we all know, and he probably would have been dumb too, but he's like, there's nothing that's holding me back in that moment. Yeah, no, it's a World Series title. I mean, I'm sure. And, like, he already gave it to his wife because, like, they were kissing and all of that. So, like. And I didn't have a problem with that either because I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, I'm. In the room for together, like. Like if if he got it, yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, like you know, they're in a relationship. One gets COVID, the other one's probably gonna get COVID. For as bad as that sounds, it's just how it is. Uh, but Noah brings up a good point. So let's transition into talking about um, Tony, Tony Larusa. Some managerial decisions Tony that LaRusso. happened. Tony Larusso. Yeah, Daniel Larusso, uh, former There's someone. Former... Someone, please name your fantasy baseball team Tony Larusters. <laughs> Former former All Valley Karate champion is now the newest manager of your Chicago. No. Tony Larusa, uh, uh, MLB Hall of Famer Tony Larusa last managed with the um, with the Cardinals. Back, yeah, twenty eleven Cardinals that who should have lost the World Series, but Nelson Cruz doesn't know how to field. Um, David Cruz. Yeah, but it was Nelson Cruz. He doesn't Most know how to field. Performance in World Series history. Yeah, it would have happened if Nelson Cruz, like if they had like a competent right fielder instead of Nelson Cruz, like not a good luck if you have that guy out there. Um, so do you think, what do you think it's so odd though they hired someone so old for such a young team? Yeah, no, like, I was going to get. I was going to their parents' grandfather. They basically want I, him to manage for like four years or something until he's like eighty. And then, like, hope that you win a title in that time. You, you get them to win a title, and then he retires. And if, or if he wins a title before those, like, four years are up or something. Well, I, want, I wanted to get into that because I want to talk about both guys. So, like we just said, LaRusse is now the new manager of the White Sox. And in 
probably worst baseball news. Former Astros manager A.J. Hinch, one of the centerpieces of the Astros cheating scandal in 2017, who was suspended for a year, basically 60 games, has now been put into purgatory. I guess it's like a punishment. I don't know. But is now the new manager of the Tigers. Um, So quickly, my point on the White Sox, it's really weird that they hired such an old guy with such a young group of players because you have like Tim Anderson. I mean, Jose Abreu's old, but he's still like – he still vibes with them. Uh, you have Eloy Jimenez. You have Lucas Giolito. You have um, uh, Luis, uh, Lou Bob, Luis, Robert. Like, it's going to be real weird. The vibes that they have on that team combined with a guy like La Russa is going to be a really strange uh, mesh together. Yeah, it will. But – Honestly, I'm looking forward to it because I think it's cool that Tony Lewis is coming back. Yeah, I want to see how he does. I honestly, I want to see how he does. Like 37 years apart from the last time he managed the White Sox or something like that. It's it's the longest gap in baseball history. I know that for a manager to return to a team they once managed. I mean, he's by far the oldest manager. I'm a little surprised that if, I mean, this was definitely a Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, move because he said his biggest regret was letting Larusa leave all those years ago. But if they want to go, we have other regrets and with world champion pedigree and experience. I thought they could have gone for like Bruce Bochy, who's still old Ew, but like young. No. I was gonna say That's there. Are, no, no, there, no. Yeah. There, there are some other big regrets that I'm sure Reinsdorf has. Uh, instead of that, considering he was the GM or the owner of the Bulls in the 90s, and he allowed Jerry but, Krause to continue to be GM through the garbage but, that he was. I don't know. I just – it's an interesting hire, that's for sure. It came out of, like, left field, and I did not expect it. When I heard the rumor at first, I'm like, what? This, okay, I'm like, this is not going to – how is this going to work? I'm but interested. It actually happened. So now I'm, yeah, now I'm going to be interested to see how the White Sox do and. Honestly, I think they'll do fine with the players. What's on? It's fun that you say left field. I kind of think it's like out of Cooperstown, basically, because there's a Hall of Fame manager. And I kind of think of it kind of as uh, one of the situations that can go really well or really yeah, terrible. It's not good. It's going to go one well. or the other. Because uh, it's just a lot of times when you see these old legendary coaches get hired. Sorry, if just, you guys. They either. So I was gonna say, if you guys hear anything in the background, it's it's my dad and my brother yelling because there was an there was an apparent PI call that wasn't called during the Maryland game. Again, for those that don't care, which is again all of you, uh, it's a ten point game with ten minutes left, and there was an apparent PI that didn't happen. But Noah, please continue with your actual important conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So just with old coaches, it either work goes great or it goes terrible. It depends on the person. It could be like Jack McKeon when he was on the Marlins back in, what, what was that? 2003 when he was the coach? I don't remember. I, think so. I yeah, was thinking was, of kind of like. I don't know who Jack McKeon is. What? I, I, I do not know who that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, so that's fine. People, I do know, like when you have someone like a, Larry Brown, for instance, some like a, st- a Hall of Fame basketball coach. Are we talking about like can, old Larry Brown? Oh, even when he was at SMU before all of like the academic violations. Okay, okay, okay. I got you, I got you, I got you. Where someone can connect, even though because Larry Brown was in his mid 70s, he was still able to perform a great basketball program because he's just such that great of a mind, that great of a Dude, coach. And, and so the Sixers, on. baby. It would be funny if. 
would the White Sox sign Trevor Bauer? Because I could just I could, oh my a, god, that would be having issues with. Oh my god, can you can you just imagine that? And so for those that don't know, Trevor Bauer is quite the character in baseball. Can you imagine the oh man, just like the contrasting just personalities of those two people? That would be absolute chaos. George Carl and DeMarcus Cousins, anyone? That, yeah, exactly. That's a good. That's <laughs> a good comparison. I like that. That's when it um, doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell. Adam Gase and anyone. Not old though. Adam Gase and literally anyone. But like Adam Gase isn't old, but he still this has the sucks. same like, mentality as these people. This will, also, this is the only you're podcast. A star player, get rid of you. We don't every need. every time we will sure we will make sure to mention how bad Adam Gase is as a coach. We will do that for you, coach, sports yeah. luck. Yes, for you, sports luck faithful. We will do that every week. Just so you know, when the Jets hired Adam Gaze, I texted Jason. That was one of the worst moves ever. He was like, "I believe in him." It was, it was, uh, it was not a sick. But getting to AJ Hinch, though, I just think it's a actually a pretty good move for the Tigers. Hinch had success with Ashton, even though he did cheat. He still still had success, and you need someone that can be legitimate and be there for the long haul. And Hinch can do that for them. I think it's hilarious because he gets to come back to baseball, but he gets stuck with the Tigers. Like, like, like for me, that's fine. Well, I was going to say, for me, that's fine because that basically means that they're not going to be good for, I would say, five years. So that means he's going to be stuck. He's going to be stuck with a bad team that he's going to have to coach for for years and like if they just don't turn into a good team then he's gonna get fired well so I, remember, I remember like like six months ago or something you and i i alex were talking about uh hinch and cora and i thought that they would both be managing this year and you said no and i thought they could even be back with their respectful teams that they were, no. uh, that they were with and i still think i still think cora's getting the red sox job i i that's that's tough i i i can see it um, I guess, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I just think that, like, I'm fine because I know that Hinch has roots in, in, in Detroit. I know that he played in Detroit for some time. He wasn't good because I don't think anyone's ever said, oh, my God, remember when A.J. Hinch played in the MLB? That's literally – that's never been a statement that anyone has ever said. But it it will be – I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm just fine because they're going to suffer. So that's, that's okay with me. I know they just drafted Spencer Torkelson, number one overall. I mean, and they got him from Sox are both going to suck next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, um, I just don't think that uh, – like, I don't know how I feel about Cora. But, like, there's a lot of guys that are coming up in that Tiger system that I hope he doesn't do anything stupid with. Because, like, Casey Mize, who came out of Auburn, is going to be really good. Um, he should be All up with the team. All are going to know. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, so like, they're gonna kind of hold that over his head. Yeah, no, they're 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 definitely gonna hold that over his head. They're gonna have to. He's gonna have to gain their trust. But, yeah, um, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be like in the Mighty Ducks. Coach Bombay, he's gotta he's gotta earn the trust of the D five team because they all think because they all think he's a cake eater. This is, this is movie movie stuff for y'all. This is it's a hard hitting facts. Okay, I think that's a good point to move on from. Yeah, I think that's enough baseball talk yeah. for one. Yeah, it's enough baseball talk. So we did our baseball Let's talk. Move on so. to a fun subject: racism. No, oh yeah, not that's... fun. Not a fun not subject. Fun. So not yeah, so let's talk about. But, let's let's talk about props to the Coyotes. Yeah. What? 
Are we going to start off with the Coyotes? Yeah, are we going to start off with the Coyotes and then go into the Union? Yeah, Alex, explain both the things real quick, then we'll comment on them. Yeah, so the Arizona Coyotes, they drafted this kid, Mitchell Miller, uh, fourth round of the draft this year. What they decided to do was they renounced the draft rights of him after picking him, which I don't understand why they decided to – I I don't know if they – I don't know when they found out about this or when they didn't find out about it. Um, he is, I think he's from, so he went to the university of North Dakota or was committed to go there. He's a, he's an 18 year old kid. And apparently Dave Haxtell. He was, what shout out to Dave Haxtell, former okay. Flyers head coach. Sure. Sure. Even though I don't know how I feel about that, but basically, uh, what happened was there was, uh, it says, um, I'm just reading this. It's an article from ESPN on October 26th, the Arizona Republic published an extensive expose of Miller's blowing up of Isaiah Meyer Crothers, a black classmate with de- developmental disabilities in Sylvania, Ohio. No, I think I would assume that that means that he's from Ohio and he went to school there, high school there. Basically there were some things that happened This says in March, 2016, they, uh, Miller and another student were found delinquent on accounts of assault and violation, the Ohio and violation, or I guess violating the Ohio safe schools act. Uh, Essentially it says that he had, um, he had sent all 30, uh, he had sent letters to all 31 teams prior to the draft to explain the situation and didn't apologize directly to Myers Crothers after a statement. Uh, that was uh, was released by the Coyotes. Basically, what he did, he just did a lot of really, really bad things to this kid. I think one of them was, like, they made him eat a lollipop soaked with, like, bathroom urine on it. Yeah, it was, they like, put in a urinal and then made, yeah, the, which is made the guy could eat disgusting. it. And I understand this was four years ago, but the fact that he was charged on this is not a good look. And that, and, like... I think red flag number one is that he had to apologize to every team. Like he had to write a letter saying, I am sorry about this. Like, that's not a good look. I'm sorry. Oh God. There is a photo of Adam Gase, um, which is basically the exact same thing as, 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 as what's going on here. It's terrible. And Adam Gase is terrible. So it works out, but yeah, this is not good. So basically what happened was they renounced his draft picks after drafting him, knowing that he had done this and not really feeling great about this, not really feeling great about what he did. Um, and I just wanted to know what were your, both of your opinions about this? I know that Jason had talked about something first. Mm-hmm. Well, I just said it was a good move for the Coyotes. Met their mistake and move on. The guy's life should not be ruined, but he should have to make serious amends. Yep, I agree. I agree. Noah? Yeah, Coyotes maybe should have done their homework a little bit better to not give this much as a platform, I guess. Yes. I, 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 it could, I guess it's good to give this a platform. The most notable thing the Coyotes have done in recent years. It's besides the GM actually just requesting the leave, basically. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, this that's, is during the playoffs. Like, trading for Taylor Hall and, and then letting him leave. Just, man. Um, so, well, but – Coyotes not a good track yes. record out in the desert. That's, that's not close to Coyotes. It's not close to Coyotes. Sorry, but Phil Kessel. <laughs> Phil the thrill. Hopefully, hopefully it comes to where these players don't even have to be drafted. I remember a few years ago there was uh, 
pitcher out of Oregon State, I believe, yes. a highly touted pitcher. Yes, uh, Heimlich, Luke Heimlich. Lee, yeah. yeah, something like that. He, yeah. he got convicted of a, um, I think it was sexual abuse of his, like like a cousin or something like that. He was a he was a registered sex offender, I think. Yeah, which is not a good look when you're in literally in college at age twenty or twenty one, saying that you're already a registered sex offender. Not a good look. Yeah, there was like a whole man. story written about that. And I don't, I don't want to like, you know, the the Coyotes actually did the right thing. I mean, I guess they could have also kind of just suspended him or fined him, but I don't know. I mean. Eventually, he can sign with someone else if he wants. Wait, Jason, to. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it just it'll be funny. It's like, welcome to the NHL. We're fining you 25 grand. But so I'm not going to bash the Coyotes for cutting him essentially because they did what they had to do. But yeah. but it's funny what, that I feel like if this guy was an established player in the league already. Where he was a star or something, yeah. And it just came out that he would have absolutely, if the Coyotes cut him, teams lining up at his door to sign him, or the Coyotes would just suspend him and keep him, make him apologize to his teammates because. Oh no, it'd be completely different. Because because it, the truth is, winning is like the deodorant for all; it can cure everything. It's it's like it's, it's like it's not up, right. But it's true. Yeah, it's no, not yeah. right, but it's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so then the other thing I wanted to talk about, and then we can get into a little bit of MLS stuff for a second, which is more of just going to be me talking about it. But the so uh, as the MLS has been coming back, they're allowing reduced capacity crowds like in a bunch of these other places around the country and a bunch of these leagues. And the Philadelphia Union played a game uh, was a night or two ago against the Chicago Fire. They ended up winning 2-1, currently lead the Eastern Conference best team in the MLS. The problem was that in a reduced capacity crowd, some fans decided to start yelling homophobic and derogatory and racist chants and, and just statements and slang at these players. When, if you think about it, like if we're talking about ways to get away with this stuff, which, A, this is a disclaimer, don't say anything racist or derogatory or homophobic or anything like that at any sort of event. Don't think like that. That's a terrible way of thinking that that's a terrible way of just existing as a human being. But if you're going to say something like that, maybe picking a reduced capacity crowd where your voice is going to echo a lot more because there's not as many people there, which means that it's going to bounce off the seats a lot more. That's like the absolute worst place to do that because people are going to hear you and people are going to be able to single you out because there's like 12 people in a section. And basically, anyway, what did I say about the union? Yeah. Yeah. I said, Okay, well, these it's, were... It's poor timing. It's very Yeah, poor it's timing, extremely poor podcast. timing. Union fans are good fans. It's just these people are completely... I never said it. <laughs> no, I said it. I said it. I said it. So, I said it. it but was, basically, their fans, those people were banned immediately from ever having, from, from going to games, from having season tickets, any of that stuff. So I want to say kudos to the union for that. I don't agree... With anything that they said, of course, it is terrible. It is messed up. It is it is disgusting. I don't even know if you know if is, is was this the first time? Was this a bunch of other things? Jason, what are you even saying? I swear, if you're trying to start some sort of, I'm not even going to comment on that. But 
Don't acknowledge him. I'm not going to acknowledge him. But the union did the right thing there. And it's just, I wanted, like, have you guys, from what, have you guys ever experienced other people saying things like that at games that you've been to before? Nope. I haven't gone to a lot of games. Nope. No. Again, I just think it's funny that you said union fans are okay. And then legit, the next week we recorded a podcast. We yeah. talked about a story how union fans get kicked out of the stadium. So this, this is bad fans everywhere. It happens everywhere. Yeah, so bad fans everywhere. I guess moral of the story, just don't be an idiot when you go to games. Respect the people around you. Respect the players in the field. There's a reason why you're paying to go there to watch them. And it's not to start yelling a bunch of stupid crap at them. It's to enjoy watching them and enjoy watching the game that you had paid money for. We are going to – we're going to talk about some NBA now, Noah. I want you to take the floor on this one since you're our resident NBA reporter. Sorry, I was just following Jason's message. Uh, for those who don't know, yeah. he's a bartender school and he was telling me he just learned how to pour Guinness he'll make you all he'll make us all drinks one day yeah Uh, make us all drinks we're gonna have a podcast where Jason's just gonna talk about what he's learned at bartending school and it's gonna be like that one episode where it's like what I learned in boating school is break time (laughs) wait no the first episode of Spongebob where they make like the Krabby Patty yeah, it's going to be the cra- – no, 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 no. It's going to be the boating school one. Okay, so Noah is saying he likes right, Guinness. So, uh, Noah, Noah, Guinness I, is I good, yes. Guinness, yeah, Guinness is a good beer. Quick, quick, quick beer talk. Guinness is a little bit too much for me. It's a little bit too heavy. Heavier beer, the better. Anyway, talk, getting back on topic, let's talk about the best move this NBA offseason, the team who won this offseason, and that's but didn't my win the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> no, they, they did not win a championship. This is the offseason. The Sixers have won Trash. an offseason a couple Trash. times in the past. <laughs> Winning the offseason doesn't win championships. But they won the offseason with the, high, the surprising hire of Dale Morey, which is more a testament on the 76ers being able to have an environment that someone like Morey would want to go to and how bad things got with the Houston Rockets. With I like their, the move a lot. The change like the of owner. Chip, but Murray is one of the more innovative GMs. He took over in 2007, and ever since then, Houston Rockets have always been a really competitive team. From the fall of the McGrady-Yao Ming team to trading uh, Kevin Martin in a first for James Harden, and it built on James Harden, Dwight Howard. Next legend. Who? Tracy McGrady's a Knicks legend. Okay. Tracy Tracy McGrady's a legend of every team that he's ever played for, including baseball. Yeah, so then, so you, but from all that, he's built a contender. He's a guy who's can be innovative enough to build around the Sixers and make them competitive for years. So it's a great move as a Sixers fan who's dealt with a lot of suffering from mediocre before. Then you have the process, and then the Colangelo's tearing down the process. It's kind of funny. Hinky's forced out by the Colangelo's, and then uh, Moyes comes in. And the then teacher, the burner the mentor accounts, Eric Jr. Hinkie. Yo, yo, can we give a shout-out to oh, Eric Jr.? This reminds me of an argument I had with Noah once when I said that Hinky's the worst general manager. I didn't even have a... Jason, we're not talking about... Jason, I'm not finished, though, right? Listen, uh, so... Uh, but, uh, but, no, so, Dale, we're not talking about Sam Hinky. We're just because we got to move on. My parents but, are going crazy again. Quick update. Maryland, uh, Jake Funk, Maryland running back, just got out to about the 25 with a carry. Uh, Maryland's driving down the field, hoping to tie the game with less than five minutes left on the clock. Back to you. No, okay. So, because we have an interest of time, we're not going to talk about the merits of Sam Hinkie, but uh, Sam Hinkie did actually applaud the hire of Daryl Morey, but, but basically just funny to see that happen. And on the other note, because uh, the Sixers got lucky that Daryl Morey was kind of tossed out of Houston and left Houston because of 
his relationship with the owner in Houston. But uh, another note, uh, former coach of Steve Nash, Mike D'Antonio, uh, was hired as the head assistant for it's Mike D'Antoni. Uh, Mike D'Antoni. It's not, not D'Antonio. There's no. I don't Antonio. know. Okay, so yeah, he's not from pronounce, San Antonio. He pronounces Joe Burrow's name with an S. He says Joe Burrow. Uh, no, it's no, Joe no, it's Joe I, Burrow I, spelled E A U X because we are Louisiana. I can butcher names if I want. Okay. Anyway, so it's interesting. Update: how Maryland how just scored a touchdown. Maryland touchdown run. Jake Funk. It is 38-37. No, it's getting so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but it's an interesting hire because for those who don't know, uh, the seven-second last offense created by D, D- Tony uh, was, uh, was led by his point guard, now current head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash. So it's interesting to see that dynamic form and that D. Tony couldn't get another uh, head coach job. I know he was here for the Sixers job until Doc got fired. So six is also coaching a lot of fire coaches. I, I like. Here, wait, what, Nash, Jason? Eh? Oh, I like the move for Nash. Yeah, so he has to say a after everything. So every time he talks to Dan Tony. Hey. How you doing, hey. Hey. All right. So anyway, speaking about Daryl Morey, a man, a master of trades, that's uh, pulling off massive, masterful trades. NFL deadlines coming November third. So there's a lot of big names up on the market. So first, we're going to share some uh, names of players that can get moved, some of the big names, and we'll say which name you think is going to be the biggest wait, 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 one. Wait, 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 wait. I want to say something quickly. Hey, wait, are we about to talk about the NFL? NFL, yes. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to quickly talk about college football because Trevor Lawrence just tested positive for COVID, and that's not good. COVID's bad. Wear masks. That's, that's your college football update. Also, also, Maryland's tied 38-38. Noah just got hurt. He I looks like – just stepped on – sorry. Sorry, you can put that out, but I just stepped on a thumbtack again. I don't, this is the second time I've done it in a week. That Dude, you got to stop it. stepping on thumbtacks. Ow. Just to quickly introduce what we're doing because the audio got a little bit cut out here and Jason's audio got cut out here. We started talking about the NFL trade deadline. Jason said that he didn't think that there would be any big trades that would happen during this trade deadline. Obviously, now that we're past it, we know what trades happened. So please enjoy our discussion about the NFL trade deadline. And we are going to start with talking about what Jason thinks is going to be the biggest trade. Jason, who do you think will be the biggest name trade if there's anyone that's traded, okay? Just whoever you think will be the biggest name. Just name one. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I guess maybe the, maybe the Patriots trade someone. It's a decent-sized name. I don't know who. Well, not Stefan Gilmore, who's already sold his house? No. He sold his house? He sold his house. Yes, the reigning defensive player of the year sold his house. I don't know. Wow. I, I think was, he clearly doesn't like living in houses. Back. Maybe a running back. I don't know. Maybe David Johnson. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe like, uh, you know, you see some teams try to beef up their offensive line, try to bring in some depth guys there. Am I supposed to be smart football guy when, when we do this stuff? You could name, name whoever you want. Because I could, okay? I could try to be a smart football guy. So – um, so we, so me and Noah were talking pre-pod. This was earlier today, and he brought up some good examples of people that could possibly be moved. I know that we, hey, okay, we're gonna cut this out for a hot sake, Jason. What the fuck? You said you were gonna try not to, so I'm just curious. It's I've tried not to. Okay, I, like like straight up. A for effort. No, like a like a probably like a month and a half, and then I did it again for a little bit, and then I have uh, remember time. this is still recording, so we should just get back to topic. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna get, I know, I'm gonna get rid of that. But um, 
Okay. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting to kind of see who is going to get moved where. I know that Noah had told me about possible fire sales that might happen with the Patriots. I think Stefan Gilmore is a really interesting guy. I wonder if they're going to move J.C. Jackson, former Terp. Uh, it'd be interesting to see because he has been one of the best corners in the NFL. Um, recent or safeties in the NFL, secondary guys in the NFL in recent years. I am interested. We talked about Adam Thielen possibly, possibly being a trade target. Which it's is, more than a feeling. Yeah, more than more than a feeling. Um, Julio Jones possibility. I, I suggested maybe he'll go out to uh, the Rams or the Chargers. I think he would work really well in a system with Herbert as his QB. And we'll kind of see what happens with that moving forward. And it will it, it'll just be it, it'll be a really interesting uh, dynamic to kind of see what plays out. Personally speaking, I think there's going to be a couple big names moved. It'll just be interesting to see what teams do what. I think the Eagles are really going to be pushing to try to find some players to um, to add to their team. I know that Noah was talking about them possibly wanting to shop Ertz at some point because he's only got a year left on his contract, but we'll kind of see what happens with that. So it'll be interesting moving. It'll be – it. So Ertz has a year left on his contract, but it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with that more moving forward. Yes, exactly. And another thing to look at is with uh, COVID still going on, it's going to affect the valuation period for uh, people in this upcoming draft. So maybe that affects how teams value their draft picks and they're more willing to, let's say, trade a first or higher picks for uh, – for let's say an older player like a Julio Jones or like Matt Ryan, and like we want to win a championship now, this is our window. So I feel like you could see a team like the Bears or Cowboys even say, "Let's we're going to trade a first for Matt Ryan," and uh, it goes from there. Oh, yeah. I didn't even talk about I didn't even talk about Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic as well, yeah. Yeah, Fitz Magic's a really good guy. Um, he could be. And now I know that the Dolphins denied it, but he could yeah, be a possible guy that yeah. gets shopped. Because yeah. I know the Cowboys have been looking for people, so they could look for a guy like a Matt Ryan archetype or like a Fitzmagic archetype where he could come in, kind of play his role for the rest of the season. Like because the Cowboys are going to make good. a move like that. They would have done it prior to this Eagles. They, they got Danucci. Matt Danucci. No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Ben Danucci. Isn't his name like Ben or something? Yeah, yeah. Ben Danucci. Yeah. Ben but, Danucci. <laughs> yeah, the, the biggest name. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. There's like a could happen. Well, no, I was gonna say quickly. So there's like a whole thing with like Trace McSorley, because like he's a meme. So then someone decided to do that same thing with Trace McSorley, but instead of saying like like singing the Trace McSorley song, they were like Ben Denucci, and they played like in a, like in a, like a very stereotypical Italian song after it, and it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched. Like I didn't I I didn't feel comfortable watching it. I'm sorry, the, sl- the Ben DiNucci slander. Dude went to James Madison. James Madison, one of the best FCS programs in college football. Put some respect on that man's name. All right, getting back to the NFL. Uh, actual professional football, not FCS football, which brought us Carson Wentz. What are you talking about? about anyway. Ben DiNucci. I'm going to be done talking about Ben DiNucci. Yes, you, you're the one adding to Ben DiNucci talk that. Anyway, ben getting back on. <laughs> Getting back on ta- target, uh, so what I was saying is it's going to be interesting to say. I think there's going to be a couple big moves as teams go all in 
I can see the Packers maybe trading for a wide receiver because you don't know how much time you have left with Aaron Rodgers as your QB. And so I know they like Jordan Love, but you never know. Why risk it when you can just trade the pick now and get a Julio Jones? I could see the Seahawks trading for someone like a Gil, like Stephon Gilmore to beef up that secondary and stuff like that. It's going to be a very interesting trade deadline. You're going to see a lot of moves. You always see, see big names move like Yannick Mugwake, uh, Carlos Dunlap, and players like that. And I think there's more to come, especially in the receiver market because there's a lot of injuries that depleted teams all over. And it's going to be very desperate teams and so on. So I, I think it's going to be very interesting. And I think the biggest name that's going to be moved is Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's going to be a, QB start, a starting QB for another team by, week, by the end of week eight. Dude, it's going to be Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben, DiNucci ben DiNucci for Matt Ryan straight up. Ben DiNucci. Let's go. Or Washington football team. Washington football team. That, that defense is real for Washington football Yo, team. Washington Matt Ryan can make them a good team. team. Okay, let's let's move on to picks. I'm right. going to lead this segment today. I thought I was leading the segment this time. Mm, well, that sucks. I just called it. Uh, if we look back in the recording, I think Alex said no. Okay, moving picks on. We start with my. Hold favorite. up here. Hold up here. Maryland just decided to not take a timeout after going to like the forty-five yard line. They could have easily just tried to kick like a like a record field goal for the win and just said, "Nah, fam, we're not even gonna try it." Wow, Mike Loxley, what a guy! Has no stool gods. He needs to have the stool gods. He's got none. All right, are you are you good? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We're good. We're Jets. Good. Where's the news? Live from Kansas City at oh 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. How much are the Chiefs favored by? 20.5. No, 20? I thought it was 19 and a half by Jackson. Oh, man. Dude, I thought it – I honestly thought they were only going to be like 10-point favorites. Wow, so 20. From the Jets-Chiefs game. And we're doing it by spread. Oh, uh, Chiefs take the spread. Chiefs with the spread. <laughs> Noah? It's, uh, it's a game I want to stay away from. It's a 20-point spread. 20 uh, I'm going to have to go with Adam Gaze and the Jets here. It's yeah. hard to beat any <laughs> NFL team go. by 20 points. On that's, a, that's a big spread. That's three touchdowns. That's the Chiefs that can have to win by. I'm going to have to say the Jets make know. it close, and yeah. they, just, they run Frank Gore into the ground. And say we are gonna kill as much clock as we can so we get killed by a respectable amount. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jets also to cover. And, and I think that Andy Reid's not gonna try to run up the score. Ballsy, the Chiefs are gonna be the, the Chiefs are gonna win by three touchdowns. Also, Le'Veon Bell gets like five touchdown rushing touchdowns that, that game. So that's the NFL record. <laughs> okay. So I another, would pay good money for that. Not great another money. Another matchup featuring uh, at least one AFC East opponent and, and in this case two. Uh, Patriots at the Bills. The Bills are favored by four points over the floundering Patriots. Bills with the points. Bills Wait, Jason, the is points. this four and a half or four. exactly four? Yeah. Where are you getting these lines from? ESPN. Okay, because usually that will be like a half a point. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just ESPN. I'm taking okay. – I am taking uh, – I'm taking the Bills – Taking the Bills, I have confidence in the Bills. The Bills have a good team. They have a very good offense. They have a pretty good defense. Um, I think that they're going to do it. 
and I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to take the pass. He took the pass against the 49ers. Did not go well for me. But I didn't make that better because it's a game you don't really want to bet on. But I'm going to have faith in anyone. It's going to be the man who said on to Cincinnati. In this case, on to Buffalo. And I just feel like the, something about Josh Allen doesn't sit right with me for some reason. So I think. But what about Stephon think, Diggs? Eh. <laughs> uh, it's your favorite As I'm wearing my Maryland jersey, you have disappointed me. What else can I say? I will, he's a, he's a talented wide out. Side with Alex here for two straight. Actually, no, I sided. I sided with Alex for one. Now I know we're for one. But I'll go with the Bills. Bills are better. Patriots are toast. Tank for Trevor. <laughs> Tank for guy that is almost as good as Trevor. <laughs> the Patriots, I think, will probably will probably beat the Jets twice, and they'll probably beat like two other teams. They'll probably get to like six wins. Yeah, Monday night playoff bound Pats with with seven wins get the seven seed. Jared Sidham. Yeah, Jared Stidham becomes a god uh, in the Stidham playoffs. Definitely starting at some point this year. Either is he, is he good? Good. Either if Newton gets injured or whatever the case may Honestly be. Honestly speaking, is Jared Stidham a good quarterback? No. He doesn't look good. He doesn't. He, doesn't look he could good. be good, but he where has is, in his limited action. He hasn't looked good. Okay, where, where is he from? Where is he from? He's from Auburn. Oh, uh, okay. So they got two Auburn guys. Bo Nix is Bo Nix is looking good out of Auburn, but I don't know if Stidham's the same guy. Stidham played at a time. It was like a he played between Nick Marshall. Uh, or he played after Nick Marshall be, uh, before Bo. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling great about it. This matchup could actually be good. and intrigues me, even though one of the teams is a one-win team. But it intrigues me. The team is fun to watch. Booms. That is Titans at the Bengals. Oh, the Bungles. The I like are favored by six and a half. The Bungles are good. Like, like, honestly, though, I mean, they only have one win. But, like, the Bungles have looked like a good team this year. And Burrow has been a good quarterback. Yeah, I think well, I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with the Bengals to cover the six. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you. Bengals cover. And it's in Cincinnati. I don't think they win, but I think that they cover. Yeah. Because I, because I, I think that because Derrick Henry is just a, a force. I I think it's gonna be a Derrick Henry day where the Titans are up like twenty one to three. It's like the by the end of like the second quarter. It's just gonna be a day where like the Titans dominate the whole game. The Bengals don't have a good rush defense. They don't have a good defense at all. Sure, the Titans defense you can get uh, some. You can pass on the Titans, but it's still, it's still like they're gonna be Brown. Bengals have no shot of winning this game. They're gonna be down this entire game. I think it's just gonna be it's one of those games where it's like. Did you guys did thirty one, uh, twenty something guys, like that? Mixon and is out. Mixon's out. Yes, Mixon and Jones are both out. Also, two things. Neymar's out for four weeks in football news because we are talking about football here. Oh, Mixon's out. All right, I didn't know Mixon's out. Mixon's I'm out, my, yes. I'm changing my pick. I'm going with the Titans. You should know Mixon's out. That was reported before, Jason. Oh, I didn't know. Mixon's, Mixon's such an overrated back. Let's be honest here, folks. He's actually he's, he, he's, he's overrated in my book. He's, he's better than – good, but he's a lot – he's not as good as people think. He's better than former right, uh Giovanni Bernard. Oh, yeah, no, he's better than what they have, but I don't think he's, like, you know, God tier. Raiders, Browns. Oh. Browns are favored at home by two and a half. No, Browns with the points. No, I'm taking the Raiders. I'm Raiders, taking the Raiders, Raiders too. 
Raiders. Oh wait, no. Oh, oh wait, no. They don't have OBJ anymore. I forgot about that. Change my pick. No, but Baker's Baker's filthy with that OBJ. I don't know why, but he's good. With, he's only good with OBJ. Is not there. His rookie year was great. Gets OBJ terrible. OBJ cut, gets injured. He completes the net, like, twenty-three consecutive patches. Okay, passes. then I'm sticking with my pick. Browns with the points. <laughs> Colts Lions live from Detroit Rock City. Oh, Indianapolis God. favored by three. Uh, Andy, I'll say Ooh. it'll be. I'll say it'll push. I'll say it'll push. push. Yeah, I'm calling a push. Like, it's going to be a close game. Um, but I like – I mean, Indy's a better team. They have, they have a really good defense. Phillip Rivers is really freaking old, though, and the Lions look good against the end of that um, game against the Falcons. But the Falcons have literally let every human being beat them at some point. So, it's not that it's, surprising. No, who are you taking? This is going to be ugly. Phillip Rivers is cooked. The Lions, they're Matt Patricia. Philip Rivers uh, is that cooked. Who's their cooked Who's their backup? Is Brissett still their backup, or do they not yeah, have Jacoby Brissett? Jesus, Jacoby Brissett's the backup. But it, like Patriots his, legend Jacoby Brissett, put some respect on that man's name. It's <laughs> all what Rivers can do now is do a little bit of a like a like a little dump off pass to his running back. Basically, his arm is cooked. He's throwing softballs. Taylor, everyone else is throwing. Fastballs. Uh, yeah, Taylor should be playing. Jonathan Taylor has looked good, but he's kind of like he he hasn't gotten like crazy yards, and I'm kind of wondering if college is actually going to um like hurt him more um just just because of the amount of yards that he had gained um that he had in college. I'm I'm actually curious. I coming up, Monte Ball. I I think the yards. I can will see that. Count. I can it's see just... that. That is a very good comparison, considering that they went to the same school. I don't. I don't consider him as mon- He's pretty athletic. I just you got to think of they're stacking the box a lot. The Colts, all of the receivers. All right, are sorry, injured. does that mean you're taking T-Y- the Lions? Uh, Jason, Jason, let me finish. But so Ty looks washed. We're spending way too much time team. talking about the Colts. Hey, no, 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 you can. I keep on getting it. I agree. Why, but, I agree. But I so Colts I think, get love, but I, not too much love. I think the Colts are actually going to win this game. You got to go by defense wise, and I think I you can run like on the Lions. Buns for you people. What? Like they had during the president debate. I need to get one of those mute buttons for you, you guys. <laughs> You're the one who forced your way to manage this. Hey, I can mute you. Yeah, mute him. Yeah, hey, keep him muted. See, I can mute you and I can mute Noah. Ha-ha. Okay, I just unmuted him. <laughs> All right, um, next. Here, 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 let's go through. Let's go with, like, the more important games. What oh, I picked the Colts to push. Yeah, I know you did. Who did Noah pick? Colts. No one. All right, I'm going with the Lions. Lions. Packers. And this is my pick of the week. Pick of the Vikings week. Vikings at the Packers. Green Bay's favored by six. I'm oh. Going with all, day. all day Green Bay. I agree. Green Bay is going to stomp them because you like that. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like me Kirk Cousins, even though I have I'm going Vikings to cover. It's gonna be a closer game. I think the Packers win, but Vikings cover. Because I'm going with the Packers. I saw no, I'm not. I, I think it'll be a close play. game. You're gonna. Have, I think it'll be a closer game. You got Dalvin Cook back, and I feel like they're gonna run the ball and be able to have a play what ball control offense. Dalvin Quebec. Dude, Dalvin I love. Quebec. I love. No, wait. Isn't Quebec in like French Canada? I don't like Quebec. Quebec sucks. Yo, frick Quebec. <laughs> Yo, Montreal's trash. Alex. Montreal's trash. Alex, 
You would so for those who don't know, Alex Capone called. He was saying he was hoping he wouldn't end up trashing French Canada. And <laughs> oh wow! He ends up See what happens. See what happens. You mentioned Quebec. Is the I didn't say Quebec. Vikings. So I think have we been unanimous on anything? I don't think so. No, we haven't. Okay. No, I'm going with I'm going with the what did I say? You and me went with the Packers, and Noah went with the Vikings yeah, to cover. Okay. All right. Let's see if this one will be unanimous. Rams okay. at Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa's first career start. Rams yeah. by minus three and a half. Um, I'm taking the Dolphins outright. I want to see. I want to. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm curious. Like, like I think Tua will come out because he's been he's been trying to come out with a fire, and this will. I'm giving him benefit of the doubt because if Tua is supposed to be the guy who's supposed to be leading this team instead of Fitz Magic, I want him to show it. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking uh, Rams. Or you got a rookie QB facing Aaron Donald. That's just not going to go well for Tua. And Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Andrew, well, Andrew, yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, I'm going with Aaron Donald is going to be in his head all day. Yeah. I'm going with the Rams. I mean, I mean honestly speaking, I'm like, like the Rams are probably going to win. I'm just like, I'm curious to see. Like, I'm giving Tua the benefit of the doubt because I'm curious to see how good he's going to be. I'm giving him one game. I'm giving him it's one really game and then I'm out. But Alex Smith and Tua, both in their first games back from injury, have to face Aaron Donald. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, yo, it's, he got hit like on like more than half of his like Alex Smith is a god, but he shouldn't be playing. For the Washington football team. His leg was messed up, so I'm glad his leg recovered because his leg this was like one of the games like of the week right here. What game of the week? Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Baltimore Ravens are favored by four and a half. Oh, where's the game at? It's at, it, it's in Baltimore. Yeah. And this is in Gawkway's first game with the Ravens, or is his second yeah. game with the Ravens? First game. Oh, I'm taking I'm taking the Ravens because Ngakwe's going Ngakwe has been waiting for his opportunity to get the hell out of Jacksonville because poor man get paid. He was trying to get paid in Jacksonville. They didn't want to pay him. They didn't want it. They didn't. They didn't respect him enough. They didn't give him the respect that he wanted. Now he's getting that opportunity, or or then he went to uh, Minnesota, but that didn't work in Minnesota. And then the Ravens with an, just another amazing trade because they just know how to trade in Baltimore. I mean, you, you think of the guys that they've brought in now, and Ngakwe is just another guy on their defense who they brought in. I think he's going to come out with a vengeance, and this is an actual team that he's on that has the ability to win. I don't know if it's Saxonville, but I think that it is a team that has been ready to win, and it'll be really, really interesting to see how he does. And I think that they're going to come out and they're going to play hard because they hate each other. Like, this is a real rivalry. They hate each other, so I'm going with the Ravens with the points. Four and a half. So, Jason tells me to stop rambling, but I got to say one thing. I'm going – Steelers all the way. They got the most complete defense in football. And how do you beat the Ravens? Force them, force Lamar to pass. And the Steelers have a good secondary, so it's not going to go well for the Ravens. I think it's a three-point game, but I'm taking it. So the Steelers would cover in that case, but I'm taking the Steelers to win the game anyway. Okay. Um, What's that energy you had before, Jason? Come on, get hyped up. You were so guys, hyped and we broke you. Down. Guys, guys, Maryland just won. Because Minnesota missed the PAT. Congrats. No more 0-9. Minnesota Congrats. missed. Damn it, Maryland. Yeah, so much for that. We can't, wow. All right, five games left. We got they can't finish fighting young rookie, Justin Herbert. How do you miss the, the PAT? Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Denver Broncos. 
The Chargers. Alex, why are you sad? Your college football team won a game when you get no incentive. No, no, I wasn't sad about it. I'm just like, how do you miss the PAT? It's from like 19 yards out. It happens. <laughs> like, I'm sorry kids. to our listeners today for all of this mumbo jumbo Maryland football talk. Chargers, Broncos. Chargers. Herbert's amazing. Herbert's amazing. Do they play again? Are you serious? No, actually, said they're I playing. Didn't hear it. No, Chargers no. Broncos. Broncos. Chargers favored by three and a half. Easy. Don't Chargers. Drew Lock doesn't look uh, right. They're both two and four. Chargers. Drew Lock doesn't look right. I'll go with the Chargers as well. So that's our first unanimous pick of the day. Saints, Bears. We got old man Drew Brees versus uh, the Super Bowl MVP uh, with the Eagles, Nikki Foles. It is in Chicago, and it is a Saints five-and-a-half-point spread. Ooh, Ooh that's – they're both like five-and-two? Four-and-two Saints, five-and-two Bears. <laughs> and the sad thing is I'm going to Saints. I am also going with the Saints because I don't – like, Foles hasn't looked that good as, as starting QB for Chicago. No Michael Thomas, no Emmanuel Sanders. Pro, also, Allen Robertson's also doubtful. That's my big thing. Big Darnell Mooney game. Uh, if you're playing Daily Fantasy, pick him up. Are you going to start him? It's a Daily Fantasy, not Dynasty. Well, I guess you could start him in Dynasty. Uh, every week, Noah tells me how much he loves Darnell Mooney, and he never starts him. Oh, all right. Because they can't hit him. So, Darnell Mooney, like, leads the NFL in air yards. <laughs> but he just, every game, I, every time I watch the Bears, it just, like, it just falls. Well, I'm just missing about, like, 15 yards on a deep bomb. And it's, oh, it's so frustrating and sad. I'm going to go with the Saints to cover the five and a half points. Alex, did you have Saints or Bears? I, I, yeah, I had the Saints because I didn't think that Foles has looked so good okay. as, um, as their QB. It's not like Breeze has looked great either. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, but I think that it's uh, – I, I think that he's looked better than uh, – what's it called? I think that he's looked better. LeBron than, James? No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. Who just lost a heartbreaker last week to the Arizona Cardinals? Jason, where's the energy? Like you're just like mumbling. It's like 49ers, Seahawks. We just lost a heartbreaker. Like, wow. Do we? We come on. Be alive again. We did. We did a break. All right, Jason. 49ers and Seahawks live from Seattle. Yeah, there we go, baby. <laughs> In favor of Seattle on Fox 4:25 game. Oh, I wish it was 4:20, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Seattle. Alex? Oh, I'm going with Seattle because Seattle – I mean, I did pick – I will say I picked the Cardinals to win. And guess who won, baby? <laughs> but, no, um, the Cardinals looked good, but also Seattle looked really good in I Russell Wilson. You both picked the Cardinals to cover at least. No, but I picked them to win outright. Okay. Um, but, you know, they Russell Wilson's going to – Tackle of the year. Russell Wilson has been playing like an MVP this year. And and uh, and he deserves it. So I think they're he's winning this year. Through, like three picks or something. But yeah, I yeah, digress. But, I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Lockett's really good too. Yeah, he just had 200 yards receiving. Solid 53 oh, fantasy wow. points. Yeah, he dude. helped him beat Noah in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, thank you, Tyler Lockett. Cowboys and Eagles is the Sunday night game on. And B C down down down. We're not a company company <laughs> man, Jason. <laughs> okay. Uh, the two and five Cowboys, two four and one Eagles, 
Philadelphia Eagles, I can't believe this point spread is this high. It is a 10.5 point point spread. Four? For the Eagles. For the Eagles against the Cowboys? Yeah. Nah, Cowboys. Nah, man, this game is going to be close because the game's in Philly, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, Cowboys covering. Uh, Eagles maybe winning by. I mean, it's going to be close, but like this game's. I mean, what a terrible Sunday night game this is going to be. Oh, I mean, awful. I mean, they hate each other, but like the NFC least is a thing for a reason. Yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing you said. I think the Eagles win it, but I don't think it's going to be like ten and a mm-hmm. half or more. This is absolutely malarkey. I'm taking how many points you give me in this game. You give me, if it was a twenty point spread, I would take the Eagles. <laughs> This is gonna be like when this is gonna be like the Eagles when they played the Jets last year with Luke Falk as the QB. Danucci, I'm sorry, but you're probably not NFL QB. You got no offensive line. You got no defense. This is a game that's gonna be a blowout. I'm surprised if it's 42 to three. I think Noah though is overestimating how good the Eagles are. How because really the no no I'm not. I'm not. The Eagles last year were on a good team and they demolished the Jets. The Cowboys are gonna have no offense. Eagles no are offense. Gonna, the Eagles, Eagles are, gonna, are not a good team. Dallas has no defense and no offense. This is a game that's going to be like 42-3. to Fun for Eagles uh, fan, off for Cowboys so. fan. And we have reached our final game of the week, the Monday night game. Tom Brady taking on his nemesis, the New York Giants. Buccaneers at Giants, 12.5 point Tom Brady in Tampa Bay spread. I, I said Tom Brady by mistake because it's TB minus Tom 12. Tom Brady? I'm like... <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half at the Giants. Um, well, considering the current state of Tampa Bay sports right now, we are in mourning for good reason um, as our, uh, our our second best. Yeah, actually, they might, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they'll come out to avenge the Rays' loss and, uh, and they'll do some Never. good stuff. Um, Is Eli Manning coming out of retirement? Nope. Uh, I'll say Tampa. I'll say I'll be bold and I'll say Tampa with the points because the Giants have looked like I just I just think it was hilarious because they showed like the uh, like like the headlining thing and it was like Tom Brady versus Daniel Jones because there's no one else that's good on the Giants so they just had to put Daniel Jones out there and it's uh, like no. we all know Daniel Jones sucks. <laughs> the man that came and evade the air with the wind. What a man, uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Air Jones, baby. <laughs> Air Jones. Get him a shoe. Jones doesn't shoe suck. Jones doesn't suck. He doesn't suck, but he's not good. <laughs> uh, Air Jones, 2020. I'm actually going to go with the Giants to cover. The Giants have a pretty solid defense. They're really good in the red zone, and I think they'll play this game a lot closer than people will think. They're going to try to keep – it just depends if Danny Dimes can hold on to the ball. He's very bad at like that. Like kind of like Luke Falk when like Orlando Skandrick last year ripped the ball out of his hands and took it to the house. So good memories for Jets fans probably. But yeah, so I just think uh, it's uh, going to be a closer game. The Giants defense is actually pr- uh, pretty good. I'm going to also say the Giants cover. Um, I I think that the, the Giants. This is odd take kind of, but I think that that the Giants and the Bengals are two of the best one win teams I've ever seen. And they're competitive in most of their games. I think now, the Falcons are the best one-way team I've ever seen. Yeah, two now. <laughs> Yo, the Falcons. I, I guess. So what a <laughs> like team, bro. They could be four and three. But the Giants, I've really been impressed, by the way, the Giants and the Bengals have both played this year. And I think this will be a pretty close game. So I'm going to go with Buccaneers. Maybe they won by, like, a touchdown or something. I feel that. Oh, wait, Alex, do you think it's safe to say against the Falcons? Also, in like our 
NFL special when I said they're going to win the NFC South. Yes. And then they should be five and three, but they're two and, they're two and what, like two and six? Now they might not have uh, – now they might not have – what's her name? Or what's his name? Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, I'm saying, because he's injured. The x-ray was negative for Calvin Ridley. You he heard that first by me. Call me Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport. He's not injured? I'm not. I'm calling you Noah. It's not a fact. <laughs> it's not a fracture. Still, it's going to miss time, probably. He's day-to-day. I, I do want to say quickly um, – I, I want to quickly – I want to mention one more thing about the Maryland game because I know that, like, oh I'm not saying God. this is – no, this is not – this. okay, so first thing, they were up by 14 points. Oh, my point. God, why? <laughs> no, I'm just saying – I'm going to drink my beer. No, Maryland was like a 20-point underdog, and they won this game. So anyone who had Maryland on the money line, they did very good. Also, Maryland was trolling by 17 points in the fourth quarter, fourth largest comeback by any Big Ten team in a game uh, in however long it's been. Um, in probably like the last like 10 years or so. So that's pretty interesting. And they were up by 14 at one point and then blew it. So it's a, it's a really, really interesting game. Uh, I'm guessing Tua's brother isn't even anywhere close to being a uh, – Tua, Tua in game. his first start uh, through four, 394 passing yards. Talia. Yeah, Talia. He threw for 394 passing yards, the first Maryland quarterback since 2013 to throw for over 300 yards. All the guy though, right? Well, I mean, he threw for 394 yards, 59 rushing yards, and five total touchdowns. Solid game. So he had a very good game. He did have one pick, which kind of caused the entire like un- unraveling of Maryland in the first half before they ended up coming back and winning, which I'm still surprised by. But yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. I did. There was one. I I think I. Oh, um, we didn't mention the sale of Steve Cohen was a hundred was. Officially oh, approved yeah. by Major League yeah. Baseball. So yeah. now the Mets yeah. are going to be the Dodgers of the East. Next up, uh, what's it called? The mix? It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the Yankees and Mets battles. I think it's going to give some juice yeah, no, to me. Yeah, the Mets are actually going to be good because Cohen's going to want to put money into that team because the Wilpons didn't. Like, like the Mets are probably good. I feel like I can say this confidently. The Mets are both have like $250 million payrolls. Yeah, I, I was going to say – Confidently speaking, saying that they're going to win a title in the next decade, is that a comfortable thing to say? I'm not going to decade, anything can happen. I'm not going to say it because it's the Mets. And I, won't, I won't believe I'll give him 15 years. I'll give him 15 years. 15 years. Okay. I don't think that's all we had for today, though, right? Yeah, did we – was that – what was the Monday night game? Was the, was, was the Monday night game the Giants game? Oh, okay. Well, God, that's a bad – man, man, Sunday, Monday night football this week have not been good. But they're great. Yeah, great so games. On, no, they're terrible games. Uh, because next three, Monday night, because, Patriots live from MetLife Stadium. Oh God, it's even. Man, first they give us Are three. You Cam Newton. Three. Like, is it the last day we see Cam Newton? MetLife claims his soul. Why do you, why do you say Newton like that? Why do you like overpronounce the T? You're like Cam Newton. Newton. It's, no, it's just Newton. <laughs> Newton. <laughs> Newton, yeah. No, I just I say Cam Newton. Like, like Fig Newton. Oh no, no, I just say Cam Newton. <laughs> I don't know. It maybe sounds exactly the same. Yeah, whatever. Okay, well, okay, well let's we're going a little bit crazy on time, this, but this has been a very weird podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a very weird podcast because we talked about the Rays in the World Series, which uh, we we talked way too much about Maryland football because you know. 
why not? Because they were playing tonight, and it was a really, really weird line. Uh, we it's talked Halloween. about Halloween. We gotta. It's basically Halloween. We gotta give our fans a little Spooky. bit of horror by having to Spooky hear boys. about the Maryland football team. I'm Maryland dressed up Spurs. as a Maryland sports fan, and I'm confused as usual because that's just how Maryland sports work. Uh, oh, speaking of that, I didn't even mention Brandon Lau hit three home runs in the World Series. I don't care right, if those are the only hits right, that he had right, in the World Series. He's right. a god. And and also, Randy Rosarena broke the playoff record for most home runs in the playoffs, and he hit all of them from the ALDS after, so it's legitimate. He hit 10, he broke the record by two, it's legitimate. So if you have any questions, or if you want us to talk about anything next podcast, please message us on uh, Twitter, our Sports Luck yes. Lab page. Talk to us on Twitter. Our Twitter is Sports Luck one We're posting a lot more content there. Please follow us. For the best sports content out there. And from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.